podcasting rent-free from the top of your head. You're listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. They're spooky and they're kooky. I don't even, I don't actually remember. <laughs> I don't actually remember the words to the Adams Family theme song, but. <laughs> All I remember is the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic staple of childhood spookiness, right there. You always know, like automatically. They're spooky and they're spooky. They're spooky and they're spooky. They're spooky and they're spooky. The Adams Pretty much. I'm pretty sure those were the lyrics. Weird. It's really kind of horny. I thought it was for families. Apparently, it's not. Seriously, I've been wa- I've seen the ad- both Adams Family movies, like the live action ones, uh, a few times yes. this October. This that second movie, man, I always forget how horny it is, and I'm like, this is for family, <laughs> supposedly. Well, Morticia and Gomez Adams were truly, deeply, sexually in love. So you know, and who can blame them, really? I mean, well, not just that. I mean, you know, the whole thing with Fester and. Uh, Mm-hmm. His whole deal. <laughs> it's it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you want me to ruin the illusion for you? No. It's I'm been a long time it. since I. Okay. What <laughs> illusion? Are, what illusion are you ruining? <sighs> I had a I had a question, so I did some research online, mm-hmm. and apparently, uh, uh, Tish and Gomez are uh, are cousins. Oh well, I mean. You know, <laughs> it happens. Luke and Leia kissed in Star Wars, so eh, cousins, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Luke and Leia don't do what Tish and Gomez do, lady. My God, not even close. <laughs> Probably just supposed to add to the creepiness factor. My question for you is, have you ever actually uh, read the cartoons by Chaz Adams that the movies are based off of? Uh, I read a few a long time ago. So Such my dad, I, yeah, yeah, my dad has all of these compilations of Chaz Adams cartoons, all the illustrations that he did. And so I got I spent so many hours of my childhood, like when I discovered what those were, those books lived in my bedroom and I would read them all the time. And I was actually trying to see if I had them still with me here, but I actually gave them back to my dad. So sadly, I don't currently have them in my house, but I spent so many hours reading those books and just like, they're so good. So I, <laughs> there's, I mean, it's, it's just so delightfully macabre and like this, you know, spooky thread that goes through everything that he did, even when it's not necessarily the Adams family, but kind of his uh-huh. very dark black humor, macabre humor that kind of that kind of runs through everything. So if you haven't actually gone and looked up some of his cartoons, I would highly recommend it because they're excellent. Let's Cool to know because they have yeah. been on my on my on my list for for a while, but like revisiting them again. Same with the yeah. uh, the old tales from the crypt stuff, which I read a lot in high school too. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that's cool Throwback. to know. Though. I'll check online or something for some collections. That sounds pretty. 
Yeah. I don't know Pretty if there's spooky. one. Yeah. I don't know if there's one, like, I don't know when they're new volumes. The ones that I am accustomed with are much older and probably out of print now, but um, they should be in print because Chaz Adams was great and his work was great. So it's good spookiness for the month of October and fall and Halloween, which is what we're talking about tonight. Spooky if things you that we love. Tell yes. by <laughs> by the way this conversation was headed. <laughs> and the title of this podcast on your podcast app too. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Who actually looks at those? I mean, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, happy Halloween! The best holiday of them all because we can be spooky. It's a great. Yeah, it's great, great holiday, great fun. We love having a little spookiness in our lives. Now and always. <laughs> Sometimes you need that fake spookiness to really distract from the real spookiness that's going on <laughs> in real life. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just kind of funny because as we've been talking, you know, chatting back and forth about putting this episode together... Um, I really, and I know I told you this already, but obviously our listeners don't know this, is I really had this revelation as we were talking about stuff that honestly, I don't, I don't indulge in the spooky stuff as much these days. Um, and I don't know, I mean, I was never like, of the people in this podcast, Adrian, if you followed us from Force Fan Podcast, Adrian is like the spooky guy. He, you know, he's the <laughs> horror aficionado. He knows all and watches all <laughs> and and reads a lot. And so he's really like the spooky guy. And I was like, gosh, I I feel like there was a point in my life when I was younger and like I really did like that spooky stuff. And so I can talk about a, lo a lot about like throwback stuff that I loved. But the more I was thinking about like what spooky stuff do I like now? And it's like, oh, God, like I feel like I don't like I've really moved away from that because either as an adult or a, a parent, like there's just too much horror <laughs> In real life, <laughs> I don't need horror in the media the that I consume. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know. a child raising a child, <laughs> raising children, childbearing <laughs> in itself is a special kind of horror, in my opinion. So I could see how yeah. that might go away. You want to talk about body horror? Uh, have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I love I body horror. Let's not talk about that kind of body horror, though. Okay, <laughs> I'm not emotionally ready for that. <laughs> so you, you want to so, talk? Let, let's talk torture porn first before we talk about. Oh that God, kind of body <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I'm excited to I'm excited to talk spooky stuff with Adrian, mainly because Adrian is who I look to if I want something spooky. But I do. I went Aww. through and I made a whole list of things. Um, but the other revelation that I had when I was kind of thinking about like what spooky stuff do I enjoy was that um, I also like my horror spookiness all related to the real world a lot. And I don't know what that says about me particularly, but, and we'll that you like move social into commentary. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but, 
<laughs> Adrian's like psychoanalyzing me through, oh, this, this is an interesting <laughs> choice. Yes, yes, tell me more. And so, <laughs> so I also, and I think I had told you this once before because I was like watching something at some point. I was like, no, I like my horror to be particularly like real world rooted, like things that could actually happen because that makes it just kind of more infinitely scary and horrifying. <laughs> but uh-huh. it's true. Um, it's like ghosts. Yeah, ghosts are scary, but like, I don't really believe in ghosts. I don't, you know, like ghosts are not coming to haunt me. Of course, I say that now. <laughs> Watch what happens. But, you know, it's like a pandemic. A pandemic is actually here right now. Like, maybe we will all turn into zombies. Who knows? Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe in 2022. It's still too early oh, in the season. Oh, God, for, yeah. Uh, that's a season three thing. <laughs> or a spin-off we'll series. For- yeah. We still have 10 more years of 2020 to get through, so we'll find out. <laughs> so actually, uh, so on that, just to kind of start things off, uh, like Kat's saying, you know, she we've talked about, you know, horror and spooky stuff uh, fairly frequently, I guess, especially a lot lately. Yes, um, yeah. But I we've never talked about it in depth enough, so I'm I'm, I'm curious because no. like you touched upon it a little bit earlier that you might have been more into it as you know when you were younger. Yes. But what exactly? Yeah. Wh- where are your horror roots, Cat? Where are my horror roots? Well, the very first memory I have, and I was thinking about this earlier today. The very first memory that sticks in my mind is being in school, and we had like a weekly library you know time and we would go in the library and would read us books and one year i must have been in first grade so the age that my kids are now said about six seven years old <laughs> in my six and around the week of halloween we had a spooky story time and you know we gathered around the librarian they turned the lights down there was you know like a fake you know, pumpkin with the candle illuminating it. And she read us this book. Um, I don't remember the title, but it had, uh, it's the story of the Taily Poe. Do you, are you familiar with that children's book? Taily anyway, Poe, I can't say the that Taily I am. Po. Well, it's a story of, um, you know, there's a man in the woods and he either kills a creature or, um, disrupts their home somehow and so they like come for him and and it, the creature is the taily poe and and so it was you know it's this you know i think kind of like a classic horror setup you know you're in the woods there's something in the woods that's trying to get you <laughs> and it's like that that memory <laughs> sticks in my mind and as i was as i was thinking about what and I remember it wasn't like necessarily scary in the like I had nightmares about it later but it was that kind of like suspenseful the atmosphere what's gonna happen um you know kind of quality and like hearing that story told and like I still have that memory from that time and that's like one of my from those early school years one of those oldest memories and what's interesting now kind of thinking about it is that I still generally prefer my horror and spookiness in story form so like book form um as I was kind of going literary yes as I was going through and making my list I was like this is a lot of books (laughs) like 
<laughs> when I'm talking about movies, like all of my movies are stuck in like the 90s and early 2000s for like horror movies that I have seen <laughs> or scary movies that I have seen. But depending but, on who you ask, that might be a really, <laughs> really good thing. But it's probably a really, really bad thing. And I know there's some, <laughs> and I know there's some good stuff out there. Like I know there's a lot of good horror that has come out recently. But I'm also like I'm the kind of person that literally, if we're watching, like I don't choose to watch horror movies. And I know Adrian, that's like your go-to. Maybe not go-to, but you love doing that. But I'm the type of person that I, I literally. <laughs> I will, I'll sit there, you know, with my hands over my eyes, you know, like peeking out or I have to pause the TV because it gets too scary. <laughs> like, right. Okay. And then like restart it and then like pause it again and then restart it. So, so, so I definitely feel like, and it, maybe it's due to that kind of that early exposure through literature and kind of spooky literature, but that's definitely, I would say at this point in my life where where I tend to go when I want, you know, suspense, horror, spookiness, it tends to be books rather than movies or TV or something like that. Right. Well, I, I think with most people, it starts at a, a at a literary type level when they're young. I'm I'm trying to think of like horror type things catered to like young young children, and the best I can think of is just like kid shows where they have like Halloween episodes and they're dressed up as Dracula or a ghost yes. with a sheet but yeah. that's it it's not necessarily scary it's cute <laughs> yeah right well and that's the other thing is like I feel like a lot of my kind of scary stuff is <laughs> more rooted in like humor and like child child level scariness I'm like <laughs> you are the adult level horror person and I'm like I'm family friendly. <laughs> Are your kids into any spooky stuff since you just mentioned that, you know, you were the same age when you kind of discovered that? That is an interesting question. One of them gets scared very easily. Um, so, no, not not really. One of them is a, maybe a little bit more into it. Um, but again, given that neither myself nor my husband are super into horror, like, I don't know, I guess we really haven't explored it very much with them either. I was actually trying to think of like, what's some good kind of like for seven year olds, like what's some good kind of spooky, but not super scary. Goosebumps. <coughs> oh, Goose yeah. <laughs> well, and <laughs> we, oh, we cool. have... We um I actually went digging in the box literally tonight before the podcast. Um my husband, my mother-in-law gave my husband a book, a box of his old books, and there are goosebumps in there plus the ever popular uh scary stories to tell in the dark, yes. which is another young kind of literary. And I mean, I had all of those books too. I don't know where they are now, but I had all of them at one point. And I remember, God, I devoured those. And like, I would, I would read them to scare myself. Like, that was like, <laughs> I love to do that. And then freak my sister out. That was what I love to do is I love to read the stories and then terrorize my younger sister with them. Well, look at <laughs> you. <laughs> this so episode has already paid off in a major way. <laughs> my God. 
So let it not be said that I don't enjoy the spooky stuff because I do. I just, I, my consumption of it has definitely changed though, for sure. Um, but I do enjoy it. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> uh, well, so- well, afterwards, uh, we'll, we'll start, I'll, I'll start catering some, uh, some, uh, appropriate level horror for your, for your kids. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, let's, that's- let's gauge them a bit. I was like, well, you know, we could read, well, not read, like watch The Nightbearer before Christmas or, you know, it's like stuff mm, like mm-hmm. that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So. Unpopular opinion. Uh, yes. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I think The Nightmare Before Christmas is a wee bit incredibly overrated. <laughs> It's been a long time since I've watched it, so you might well be right. Um, it's it's a yeah. masterfully done film. Like it is a great movie. Don't get me wrong. Maybe it's just that I've been exposed to too many people where that movie is their personality, and it's just kind of like painted it a bit for me that way. Say <laughs> associated with a certain type of person, but uh, the movie itself is really, really, really good. Really well made. Like it's spooky. I, I love it. I watched it as a kid. I do enjoy the movie. I, I just think that it, I just think it, it goes a little too far sometimes with pe- people take it a little too far. It's yes, my, that my sure. Fair. So it's like there have been some other kind of good age appropriate stuff. Maybe not. I guess I don't know about age appropriate. I have like never seen. You know, there's like things like The Corpse Bride or Frankenweenie or The <laughs> Hotel Transylvania, which I haven't watched any of those. So actually, um, that would be a good one to start your kids on. Uh, the Hotel Transylvania movies are probably not the best, but they are a guilty pleasure of mine. I love watching them. They make me laugh. <laughs> I was watching See, part like, two earlier today. That- Oh, okay. See, but I think that's kind of a good way to start, right? Like, if you don't... Yeah, exactly. Like, just getting exposed to some of that. I don't know. But then my children, like, watch Minecraft on Netflix, and they know they're creepy... There's creepy shit in there. Sorry. Um, You know, there's, you know, kind of horror (laughs) elements in there. So they've definitely, like... I feel like they've got... they, They, You know, they start getting exposure to these things, even if it's not necessarily in, like, a strictly horror context i guess anyway yeah so that's my next goal i have to find age appropriate things for my children and me so i don't watch them with my eyes closed (laughs) if any of you close your eyes during hotel transylvania i'm going over there to personally slap all of you (laughs) wow so i will give you a heads up so we can put on our masks don't don't worry Well, what about you, Adrian? What what was kind of like your first exposure to horror? And I feel like uh, maybe you've told me this story, but I don't necessarily remember. I mean, like most kids, like the first chapter book I ever read was The Haunted Mask from the Goosebumps series by R.L. Stein. That was in first classic. grade. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Before that, I remember, like, again, like everyone else, uh, Alvin Schwartz's scary stories to tell in the dark. Obviously, mm-hmm. those were the, 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 the art in those books. You, I mean, if you've seen these books, the, the original. Art. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, it, I can't believe Freaky. they put these in kids' books, you know? And <laughs> Although, it's really messed yeah. up. <laughs> it is just a little bit when you think about uh, it. Another, another one he wrote uh, in a dark, dark room. 
I think that might be another series. I read those two. Um, I don't know if I've read those. I feel like I know it, though, but... Yeah, so around that time, uh, yeah, th- that one includes the story of the girl with the ribbon on her neck. She gets ah, married and all that. And, yes, yeah, a right? classic. See, yeah. That, I, so I that remember one. that as like a campfire story. That was like yeah. you go to camp, you know, like spooky stories tell around the, and the the girl with, I swear there's a song, there's a camp song about that, the girl with the yellow ribbon. Um, yeah, that's like a tale older than time, I swear. <laughs> like everybody's heard that story. <laughs> And there are and a lot of with the scary story stuff. Yeah. Everybody remembers the scarecrow. Everybody remembers the ghost. Uh, or not a ghost. Uh, no, it was a ghost. Was it a ghost? Zombie? It's been a while. But the one that's yeah. looking for its big toe. Yes. 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 That one. Yes. God. So that was also around that <laughs> same time. Memories. But I think my first real exposure to spooky that I remember, that, well, that impacted me anyway. Uh, actually, it goes back to a cultural place with me. It's the story mm-hmm. of La Llorona. Mm. Did your, so did your I remember, parents tell you that to like frighten you or your 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 grandmother? No, I actually found out about La Llorona at, at school. Oh. So there's this really uh, popular uh, children's book uh, author named uh, Joe Hayes. I okay. think his most popular book is his interpretation or his adaptation of La Llorona's story. And we it's it's a really, really, sh- you know, short, thin book. It's a couple pages. Great art. Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest thing. So I remember reading that. or we, I think the teacher read it to us, actually. Because, oh, yeah, because Joe Hayes himself was coming to our school to talk to us. He's very oh. much active in this part of the country. That's cool. So uh, they she read us a lot of his, you know, his books, including La Llorona. And, uh... That that story really stuck with me. I, I think it was my first foray, not just into spooky, but something like that thematically heavy. This woman that mm-hmm. drowned her own kids. I'm like, no, mothers are supposed to take care of you. What is she doing? That's not right. You know, it, it's just it was my first real exposure to something that kind of heavy. Uh, so I kind of became obsessed with it for a bit there because I just obsess about everything. It was cool, too. I remember... Uh, uh, I was chosen to draw a thank you card for his visit to our school, right? For from our class. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So when he was there doing the talk and all that, you know, uh, I went up to him. There's a there's a picture somewhere in my my parents' house of me with Joe Hayes giving him the card I made that everyone in a class signed. So that's like really cool. Uh, yeah. So I I want to say it's that. So I I went from La Llorona. Which is always, it's a story that is, it's one of my favorites. It's stuck with me for all these years. Every time there's like mm-hmm. a new adaptation or something, I I admit I get a little fanboyish. Because <laughs> mm, the, the the last major movie that came out, like, no, I, I, I just can't watch it. La Llorona is not the conjuring demon, you know? La Llorona is not something that waits for you in the shadows and then jumps out at you, you know? It's nothing, it's not that kind of story. <laughs> So I, I'm, 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 I guess I'm a little protective about it, to an extent. But yeah, so I, I went from Joe Hayes Llorona to Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark to Goosebumps, and then by age eight, I was watching The Exorcist. <laughs> Big leap there. I've read the book. I've read the book. So have I. It's a great book. And the book, the book is not that scary. Did you think the book was scary? I was not scared by The Exorcist. In fact, I think I got really annoyed by that book. Um. But anyway, that's like a different conversation. Uh, oh, that might be a good future episode, actually. 
I've never seen the movie though. Um, the only oh, the only, it is definitely a feature episode, lady. <laughs> so, so I yeah, so I've never seen The Exorcist, but you know, pop culture osmosis certainly I know some of it. But I did read the book. I've read the book, and the book was not scary. Don't hate on me. It's not a scary book. The book uh, unnerved I'm, I'm me during the actual exorcism, and some of the things uh, Reagan would say. But overall, yeah, the, the movie is a much more visceral experience. Especially yeah. if you're an eight-year-old kid who's not emotionally ready to be watching this. <laughs> well, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still remember that night after we finished watching it. I, <laughs> I was I was spooked pretty good. Yeah, I bet. Um, Solid spook. <laughs> <laughs> I I watched a lot of movies at a much too young age. <laughs> I definitely had the op. I've had the opposite experience. I think the most maybe age inappropriate movie I watched at one point was like Jaws, which did scare the crap out of me as a younger <laughs> child. Um, so <laughs> yeah, by the time I watched Jaws, I you was were like, already... "Whatever, that shark's fake." <laughs> I had liked the movie, but I didn't think it was scary. Mm. It's just a good movie. It's a good story. Yeah. Is it? But, we'll talk about that later. No. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, stay tuned for anyway, more on that. Sorry. I'm derailing the episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to horror. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it just goes back to the same thing. Uh, liter- literary horror uh, children's books seem to be like. Obviously, right? I mean, that's where everybody has to start somewhere, and you start at yes. a young age. It's probably where you get to start. Yeah. But a funny contrast, too, that I want to point out, around the same time I was, you know, reading the Alvin Schwartz stuff especially, I was the biggest baby ever when it came to, like, seeing horror stuff on TV. I remember this one time uh, I was watching, my dad was watching TV, and I was sitting on his lap. It was late at night. I guess I couldn't sleep or something. And he had it on HBO, I think it was HBO. And Tales from the Crypt started playing. Okay. And the Crypt Keeper, I knew who he was. I had seen his face before. It always unnerved me, and I, I knew it was like, oh god, he's got to pop up right now. This is this is this is who this is that thing where the creepy old man has got to pop up at me. <laughs> so I just kind of tense up, and I'm watching the credits with my dad, right? I'm expecting, and lo and behold, the Crypt Keeper pops up, starts his iconic laugh, and I break down crying. I just started weeping, <laughs> even though I was expecting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the same time, I went to my friend Alex's house. He had just gotten The Mummy, the Brendan Fraser movie on VHS. Oh, God, Same I type of stuff. That. Yeah. Yeah, great movie. Great, fun movie. But... I remember specifically before the movie even started, there was a preview, like, you know, available on VHS or whatever, right? Uh-huh. And they were pl- they were playing previews for the old classic Universal Monsters, and there was one for Dracula. Oh. The old black and white from the 30s Dracula, and that was oh unnerving me. Oh, my gosh. Really? I was like, yeah. You, yeah, you saw I was the like, Exorcist was like, on TV? <laughs> <laughs> well, The Exorcist was like three years later, but around that time, I was really just, I was... I don't want to be crass here, but I was—I'll just say I was—I was a baby. I was—I could not deal with seeing horror. I could read it, but I could not see it. Mm. And I was pretty much like that up until fourth or fifth grade, maybe sixth. 
Was there a switch at some point, or you just gradually grew out of it? Good question. I, I during this whole time, I would actively seek out horror, regardless of how I felt. Okay. So by middle school, uh, that's when the whole that was the early two thousands. That's when the whole torture porn craze started. So everybody was talking about, oh, have you heard about that new movie called Saw? Oh, the guy yeah. cuts off his foot in it. I'm like, what? Ugh. Yeah, hey, my my dad, uh, my dad got the DVD. You want to come over after school? Oh, I don't know, man. Come on, he'll he'll buy us pizzones from Pizza Hut. Oh, okay. So I I saw Saw at my friend's house with pizzones for the first time, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a sixth grader watching torture porn. I I should not have been watching any of these films. His mom. Same friend took us to go watch Saw 2 opening night. My parents were probably not aware of exactly what you know we were watching. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I, I guess after you've seen you know that you know that kind of stuff at that kind of young age, uh I guess that is a switch. You know, it becomes harder to top it from a visceral type of level of perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so then you were just in a free um, fall yeah. to... <laughs> free fall to horror. Well, what do you enjoy now? How is your How has your horror taste evolved since then? What do you like now? Everything. That's kind of like your everything. Do you have like everything? Go to <laughs> Okay, Adrian, you're supposed to be like specific. You know here. how we um, talk about Star Wars and we say we love everything? Same yes, thing with horror. Especially <laughs> uh, last couple of years. So I, I lost it a bit in college for some reason. Okay. Not completely. Like I would still get excited for like major releases or these really cool indie movies that, you know, would pop up on my feed. But it's recently in my twenties that I've like completely embraced it like like it is part of my personality horror movies are a part of my personality i'm a, I'm a total horror hound now if you follow <laughs> me on instagram you you will see i'm yes, one of those yeah. accounts yes he is but stuff that i thought was trash horror i love it now too for what it is <laughs> uh, um what people call uh uh horror adjacent even though that's you know, it's BS or elevated horror. That's just also BS. Whatever. It's all horror. There's good horror and there's bad horror. And I, I, I love like 95% of it. There are still some <laughs> movies out there that I'm like, uh, <laughs> no. Do I you feel like there's limit. kind of, do you think there's kind of been like a horror renaissance recently? Like in the past, I don't know, five, six years? Um, nope. like in term, nope. Okay, maybe it's just because I'm more aware of it now because of knowing you. But like, <laughs> no, I think like I know what you're referring to. I think I know what okay. you're referring to. What we're seeing the last couple of years is uh horror breaking out a little more into the mainstream. Like it's it's always been okay. there. And like I said, I, I mentioned yes. I mentioned indie movies. Yeah. I mentioned you know direct to video stuff. But lately, there's been more of a uh, gravitation to uh, more of an embrace of it in like mainstream culture to the point yeah, where stuff I, like Jordan Peele's Get Out got nominated and won an Oscar. Yes, and, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of like Get Out, you know, Midsummer, um, Lovecraft Country, <laughs> which isn't a movie, but um, you know, a TV hereditary, show. Hereditary, hereditary, hereditary. Well, I have, haven't seen it. Ooh, um, 
But, you know, so I, I, I don't know if part of me is just more aware or like you said, maybe it's just becoming more mainstream. And so we're seeing more of it. I mean, I remember this is dating myself severely. Um, but I remember when <laughs> Silence of the Lambs came out. And that may not be like true horror in the sense, but it's definitely suspenseful. Um, I consider it horror. And I remember being scared as shit when I watched that at a friend's house. And then I had to sleep over her and her parents were gone and we watched it. And like somebody knocked at the door, scared us shitless (laughs) when we were watching that movie. Maybe not shouldn't have been at the time because I don't feel like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but we were. Um, And so like, I remember when that movie came out and like, I don't know, what was that? 93, 94. And like that for me, for 91. Oh God. Okay. Oh Jesus. Um, but anyway, long, you know, whenever that was, that was my first, I feel kind of like my, I mean, I was too young at that point. My parents were like, no way, you know, you're not, they would never have let me see that in the theaters. I didn't see that until I was many years beyond when it was actually released. But, um, you know, that, that was kind of like the first, maybe mainstream horror or like the first time I, I truly remember like a bunch of adults being like, Oh yeah. You know, and talking about it and kind of like that, um, you know, and like every day and it was like everywhere I felt maybe at the time, but, um, well, the silence of the lambs is one of those, like every, every decade has that one horror film that kind of defines it or a couple, right? I want, I want to say one, but there's a couple, Mm-hmm. But those couple are are just like a few examples in the literal ocean of, you know, I want to say literal ocean because he could fill an ocean with the amount of horror movies that are out there from every decade. He, it's I, I, don't quote me on this. I, I, I forgot the figure, but I'm pretty sure it's the highest. Uh, it's the genre with the most films out there, I think. Oh, interesting. does that make sense? Like everybody yes, wants to yeah. make a horror movie. Everybody starts with a horror movie. It's <laughs> everybody. It's it's like the thing. So I mean, it, it's always been there, but every decade does have its couple of handfuls. You know, in the seventies was mm-hmm. The Exorcist, right? And then The Omen. Yeah. Then the eighties came out, and you know, all that religious uh, horror went out the window, and it was the year of the slasher. That yeah, I was over. gonna say it. Kind of like it. Kind of cycles through what's what's popular i guess or like what's kind of the horror du jour so like you're saying there's very like over religious tones in the 70s and then the slasher movies in the 80s and then i don't know maybe the 90s is kind of like more the psychological with like silence of the lambs um you know and then the torture porn of the saw movies and and it kind of still in the 90s and you'll remember this one no. no, no, no. Before that, I mean, still, still in the 90s, the Blair Witch Project came out and that oh. became the first like uh, oh viral horror movie. Yes. That just dominated everything. A classic that I've seen even. Um, I feel like I might have even seen that in theaters and it was oh, definitely. I hate you. <laughs> I hate <laughs> what, you. What, what year did that come out? I have to look it up now. 99. Um, 99 yeah i would have been a well i would have been in high school um and we'll leave it at that and um yeah i probably saw <laughs> I, I probably saw second th- grade 
Oh my god, shut up, child. Um, I. <laughs> you know, growing up, growing up, I always, I was always disappointed in the fact that I wasn't able to participate in that, in that whole event of it. Right? Everybody yeah. knew about it. Everybody was wondering, is it real? Is it not? No, it's not real. I yeah. don't know, man. Uh, I saw the news clippings and you know all that good stuff. But I finally yeah. got to experience that ten years later with Paranormal Activity. And ah I, yes yeah oh i love it i love being part of a, <laughs> a culture like that that just embraces a horror movie and they get freaked out by it like together even though they're not yes. together yeah you're right you're so right though because i mean i i remember that time and i remember it was like a huge yeah you kind of started the decade with silence of the lambs which i did look up it was 1991 so you know like you had the silence of the lambs at the beginning and then the blair witch project at the end and it was like these two and i mean everybody did like that's all that everybody talked about at the time was the blair witch project i mean so, yeah, God bless from the past. Now that's like, oh, what a cute throwback. <laughs> you know, you don't really like see anything. It's all just the shaky cam and susp- it's really the suspense that, you know, rather than, you know, like gross out horror or anything like that. <laughs> but um, and I think for me a little bit like. now my my horror consumption tends to be a little bit more suspenseful rather than anything that's like gross like i definitely Uh like i've never watched the saw movies gross (laughs) like i have no desire i don't like jump scares i hate jump scares what was I watching recently? There was a really good jump scare. And I was like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Got me. I was like, I knew it was coming. Oh, it was um, Fallen Camp Kingdom. Cretaceous? Yeah, well, probably. Oh, Cam- Yo, yeah. Camp Cretaceous got me good, too. There, I was like, I know. I remember you mentioned a jump scare from Camp Cretaceous. <laughs> Made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) That did scare me. I, yeah, that, that got me. I was like, I knew it was coming. And like, now I feel like I'm old enough that like, you, you know when that's going to happen, but (laughs) still, still scared the crap out of me, even though I knew it was going to (laughs) happen. Um, but that's right. Yeah, I was watching Camp Cretaceous, but that's okay because it was like a children's cartoon. So I didn't have to like pause the TV. Uh, I knew it was coming. It was telegraphed well. That's what I like about like the kids stuff. It's like they telegraph all that shit really well. So you can tell when it's coming as an adult. So you're like, okay, they're going to try and scare you here. And as a kid, you don't get that right because you were learning the nuances of media consumption and you don't you don't see that. But um, as an adult, even though I see can see it coming like a freight train, <laughs> still jump. <laughs> So let me ask you specifically now, like, yes, favorite spooky thing, favorite thing to read, favorite spooky thing to read or that you have read, favorite spooky thing that you've watched. Okay, well, I don't know. Oh, what? Like, I made a whole list of things that, um, oh, God, um, thoughts. (laughs) (sighs) That's really hard for me. Um, <laughs> how can oh, you it's do hard this for you, me, Adrian? It's hard <laughs> for me. Well, I mean, you'll you'll have too much to choose from. I'm like the opposite. I'm like, well, well I'm not going to answer this question if you throw oh, a bag at me. <laughs> what? <laughs> so unfair. Um. Okay. Well, I can't really say spooky. It's not really spooky. 
My favorite Halloween themed to watch, and you'll laugh at me because I'm pretty sure I told you this before, and our, but our listeners don't know this. My favorite Halloween themed it thing to watch is the Halloween episode of Gargoyles, <laughs> which is not oh, scary right. at all. Which is not <laughs> scary at all, but it's got you know Halloween costumes and shape shifting werewolves and magical objects. So there's a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on in a, you know, 22 minute cartoon episode, but hey, I love hey. the Halloween specials of many animated <laughs> shows are some of the best. So. so that's like one. And now that I have Disney Plus, I can revisit it anytime I want. But that's one I love to rewatch um, because uh, <laughs> it's just a fun, <laughs> fun, um, fun episode, but it's not scary at all. Um, really. And let's see, reading wise, oh my god, I have like a whole list. And if people want to talk about like pandemic um stuff, and we may have an episode on the future, but like several things on my list <laughs> are pandemic related, <laughs> um, or stemmed off pandemics. And I mean, I'm not kidding you, like I've got the Mira Grant, the News Flesh trilogy which is about zombies but is also based in like a pandemic a viral pandemic that kind of takes over um not unsimilar to what we're experiencing now things like the passage and the strain um which was co-authored by strain. Giro, uh, uh, Toro? yes oh my gosh I'm, like mangled his name and then i couldn't remember it um <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I read the first book in that series, never watched the show that it was made off of, but um, I like that book. The book was good. Um, unlike I recently read the, well, recently, I read The Shining this year, which I really had never read before, and I've not seen the movie. Don't judge wait, me. Wait, wait, you read The Shining? Um, yeah. Did you tell me this? Yes. Dude, where were you? I don't know. I, yes, I read The Shining and I actually really liked The Shining. And I think I remember complaining to you because even though I haven't seen the movie due to pop culture osmosis, I know basically everything that happens in the movie and they've changed so much stuff. And I was like, did they leave some of the stuff the same? Like the statuary or the, the hedge animals? Remember? We were okay, talking about the now hedge I remember. Animals. I remember that specific yes. moment. Right. Okay. Because that Whoa, reminds the me, movie. Ooh, 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 the movie wait. is a classic, fantastic on its own thing. As an adaptation, it's it's garbage. Sucks, its own thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we might come back to that in a future episode. Um, but I really enjoyed the book, The cool. Shining, and it definitely was spooky. But it reminds me that actually another one of my favorite spooky-ish um tv episodes is the weeping angels episode of doctor who where they're first introduced which if you've never seen that episode <laughs> um it's not a halloween episode but it has all it, you know it, it has those horror elements in it and it's really well done um and i definitely remember that like being very freaky when i watched that the first time um, <laughs> because every time you blink, the angels move and they get closer and closer and closer to you. Don't blink. Um, that's a great episode that has a lot of, of horror overtones to it. And I don't think you necessarily need to be a Doctor Who fan to appreciate that. Like, sure, it helps, but, you know, it's a, it's a standalone episode that you can watch without, um, 
and enjoy that kind of aspect of it without necessarily needing to know more. Um, but I love that episode because there's like so much freaky stuff. Actually, there's a lot of freaky stuff that happens in Doctor Who now that I think about it. So you can find horror everywhere. Like horror is very pervasive in sci-fi. Um, so. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like we both I recently. <laughs> yeah. We both recently reread the ruins. Well, I reread the ruins. You read it for the first time. Yes. And that. That is a book, a horror book that I read and then reread um, and really enjoy because there's definitely some great spookiness. And that's got a little bit like there's some body horror, creepy <laughs> psychic plants. There's, you know, it's got a little bit of everything. You know, the pitch for that must it's, like it must that. be so stupid. It, it's a killer plants. And <laughs> killer plants. Like what? and they can do this and that and you're just like what (laughs) but the novel is just such a gem it's such a well-written gem and i i think we're gonna do an episode on that too uh at some point yeah it's because of how how good it is how much i love it the movie is a whole different story but the novel itself fantastic (laughs) man so like i recently read a couple of good ones um the southern book club southern book club's guide to slaying vampires which had some (laughs) very nice spooky moments um in it and then um lovecraft country with which adrian and i both just read and adrian has watched a show i've only watched one episode but like those were both good and have definitely kind of that the horror elements even if necessarily the whole story isn't horror overall um but, you know, like I read those recently and that's good. So I don't know. I just. It sounds like you, your primary horror draw comes from property, other properties outside of horror that decide yeah. to get spooky for an episode or two. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's it. Like kind of the unrelenting horror. I don't really love, but I, I like when those elements are brought in to other things that I like to watch. Um, and you know, you know, obviously we're sci-fi fans, so, you know, elements of that in shows or movies that, um, I like to watch, but yeah, cause I just don't tend to go for like the straight up horror movies. Like you were super excited about Midsummer, and I'm like, nope, <laughs> like that's not something I would actively choose to watch like, just on a whim. <laughs> But like you put some Whoa. creepy, creepy pagan rituals with, you know, some horror vibe and like a TV show I'm watching. I'd be like, oh, yeah, popcorn. I love this. This is <laughs> ooh, this is a departure. <laughs> and then I mean, I'll be that one guy saying, hey, yeah, if you like this episode, you should watch Midsummer because they <laughs> yeah, <I'm not> <laughs> or the Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll give you a list of movies that, that, you know, that do this. Oh, yeah, this episode is referencing this and that. Yeah. I mean, I'm also thinking of things now. I mean, this this has been kind of fun because I've been thinking of a lot of things that have spooky things and I enjoyed them. And I know people are really going to poo-poo this um, and you might poo-poo this too. But the um, some of the M. Night Shyamalan movies, um, in particular Signs and The Village or whatever. Was it called The Village? What was it called? The Village. Uh, was it called the village? Uh-huh. 
Remember, I saw that one in theaters. I saw signs in theaters too. And I saw that when I was with my grandmother in Wisconsin and the cornfields and there were cornfields in Wisconsin. Like do not, I could not sleep at night. (laughs) The (laughs) cornfields, the night that I saw that movie. (laughs) Like it's not a horror movie, but it has those, or at least it's not what I would classify as a horror movie, but you know, it it classifies as a horror movie. Okay, well, so, okay, fine. It's a horror movie, but so, you know, it, like, <laughs> stuff like that. Okay, well, you're blowing my mind, whatever. Um, So, but like that, I remember, like, that scared the crap out of me when I was, I don't know, whenever that movie came out in theaters, and I saw it in the theaters, and then could not sleep for, like, two nights. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to tell you how old I was because it's embarrassing, but... <laughs> <laughs> that that movie frightened me. <laughs> but, I was in fourth grade. <laughs> I was not in fourth grade. Um, but it still scared me. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Now I find yeah, my imagination little- just does enough of the work that I I don't really need to see those movies. <laughs> That's the a good observation. Yeah. I I agree with that assessment. I mean, I and I also think that's why, at least for me, like the literary aspect of my horror consumption has continued so much because my mind does a freaking great job of bringing this stuff to life and scaring the crap out of myself when I'm reading them, you know, in bed and everybody else is the house in the house is asleep. And I'm the only one up and reading. Like the first time I read the ruins, I was like, I'm going to die. There's like a plant under my bed and I'm, you know, a 30 something year old woman. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, I can't like put my feet on the floor. I'm going to get like eaten by a plant. Um, <laughs> so, so like my mind does a great job of bringing that to life. Like I don't need the visuals. I can t- I will just imagine it. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> I do just all fine I'm on my own. Is, <laughs> all I'm hearing is I'm a baby. Well, I'm a baby. It's true. And I freely admit true. that. Like I get scared very easily and like, that's fine. Um, I don't really care. Like I don't, I feel like I still, well, so as we're talking about this, um, Adrian and I both actually finished, horror books today um by the famous shirley jackson um and i read the haunting of hill house and i'm like ooh, now i want to watch the netflix show even though sh- i know you have your opinions about that but i'm like ooh, spooky <laughs> now i'm interested in seeing something spooky i read the book now i'm kind of interested to see how they interpret it on screen so i feel like knowing you has gotten me more interested in actually watching some horror although i can't say i've actually made the jump because i haven't really (laughs) but we're working on it baby steps baby steps i would it surprise you if i told you that you're not the first person to tell me that recently it would not just knowing how much <laughs> horror you consume, um, it wasn't literally. Remind like me to remind me moved. to show you a thread, uh, a couple of messages that Flip sent me. Oh, okay. Like like last weekend, who's like the biggest <laughs> horror baby ever? Like I remember I he, he came over. My friend, my best friend Flip, he he came over. Uh, he lives outside of town. He came over once uh, for Christmas break a couple years back, uh, and and it chapter one had just come out. 
uh, on mm. you know physical media. Like it was it was released. He hadn't seen it in theaters, but he wanted to see it. But he's the type of guy where like, okay, we'll watch the movie. We'll leave the lights on. I'll give you a blanket. I'll make you a lot of popcorn. <laughs> that's like me with Silas and the Lambs in the late nineties. <laughs> like that's what I had to do to uh, get him like comfortable enough to watch this movie. Flip, and, I'm, and I'm, I, I I'm just, with Flip. <laughs> I just love it. It makes me laugh, man. I was thinking, thinking about all that, or, or like whenever I watch horror movies with a, a group, a group of people, and I'm like laughing at something, and other people are screaming. <laughs> So a couple years back, I remember we went to go see, uh, I think it was the Kingsman movie, right? Right before I yes, think they had yeah. a trailer for Unfriended. I believe okay, it was Unfriended. I don't, I'm not familiar with that. Anyway, a bunch of, a bunch of kids on webcams getting killed by some sort of social media oh, ghost or something. I, I, I haven't seen yeah. the film, so I, I don't know. But I'm watching this trailer and I'm laughing my butt off. I, I'm finding it hilarious. I'm like, that looks pretty corny. I want to see it. Kind of. This was before my whole horror re reembracement from my like last couple of years. Okay. So I'm just laughing at this trailer and then I look over at my group of friends and a couple of them are just staring at me like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? <laughs> One of them looks like they want to cry. Like she's just staring at me kind of teary eyed. I'm just like. What that looks dumb, but fun. What's wrong? What I do? Like I felt, I felt bad. <laughs> and I can't. I mean, this might stem from the fact that I watched The Exorcist when I was eight, and then torture a bunch of torture porn movies when I was in middle school. So I don't know. <laughs> so okay, I won't ask you what your favorite is, but if you were going to recommend a horror movie. Like if someone was came to you and was like, Adrian, I want to be I want to watch a scary movie on Halloween. What movie do I watch? What Halloween specifically? Well, yeah, sure. October 31st, Halloween specifically. Okay. What, what would you Um, tell them to watch? If they want to watch one, I would go with a trick or treat which is okay. one of my absolute favorites. It's a Halloween horror anthology. Uh, really, really, really fan- good, fantastic film. Uh, uh, directed by... Oh, snap. He just did Godzilla. Ah, His name is escaping oh. me. Damn, this is the bad thing about podcasting and you just forget. <laughs> and You have to remember Michael all Dougherty. of this. Okay. Michael Drogherty. That's, that's he, it's a film by Michael Drogherty. Has a bunch of famous actors in it. Anna Paquin comes to mind. Again, it's an anthology of interconnected oh. stories that all come together in a very satisfying way. Uh, what I love mm. about that movie is, though, is that uh, it's been described as the Halloween movie that shows us what if Halloween had a Santa Claus, and oh, that figure is known as Sam. So even if you've never seen Trick or Treat or even know who Sam is, you have seen Sam. You know, if I show you a picture of Sam, you're going to be like, oh, that's where that's from? Cool. I guess I want (laughs) to watch this movie now. Maybe I will. So right off the bat, Halloween night, watch Trick... I'm going to watch Trick or Treat on Halloween. That's one of my my things. Um, Obviously, the Halloween franchise. uh, That's... The Halloween franchise is one of those messy franchises. So, I mean, that's a whole episode in and of itself. But if, you know, you just want to watch maybe like two... I'd say watch the original one and then skip over to the 2018 one. 
for a great double feature. <laughs> mm, the Evil Dead movies are fun for Halloween with a group of friends. Uh, yeah, I mean, it really does depend on what you tell me you're in the mood for. If you ask me for just like uh, horror in general, I'm going to start asking you, okay, do you want zombie, vampire, werewolf, uh, demonic possession? Okay, demonic possession. Uh, you know, what kind of demonic possession? You know, I, I get very... <laughs> Who knew that there were so many subgenres of horror movies? Um, <laughs> I'm like, I want it to be suspenseful, yeah. but not necessarily scary. Um. <laughs> oh, if you're in the mood for some laughs, uh, Cabin in the Woods, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, one of my another absolute favorites. Oh my god, such a funny movie, but it also has its scary moments. Alan Tudyk's in that one, you know, fan favorite actor uh. Alan Tudyk. Yes, who yeah. I have met in real life, and I blanked out because I was so starstruck. But I have the picture, <laughs> so I know it happened. <laughs> um, the creep show movies, uh, Tales from Halloween. I mean, there's a lot out there, man. Just boot up any. I'm like, any, uh, I'm like, <laughs> boot up any streaming service, and you're gonna get a bunch of uh, Halloween and spooky type horror movies yes, that you've never even heard yeah. of. Again, they're they're literally all around us. Yes. So, yeah. My my answers right now were just like the like the go to kind of kind of thing. All right. Yeah. Now, are there before as we wrap this up, are there any horror movies that you are particularly looking forward to? Um, Candyman, 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 <laughs> Candyman. I'm not going to say it anymore. <laughs> I was so psyched for that movie this year and freaking COVID. Yep. Yeah. I remember watching the trailer and so I'm not a horror person at all. Like if it wasn't already an eminently clear throughout this podcast episode, <laughs> I'm like not the horror person, but that trailer was so good and I would probably watch the movie, you know, between my fingers. But, um, that trailer was good. I actually saw a trailer the original for one right now. I yeah, uh, it's on Netflix, right? I'm not watching it right now. It's too late. It's dark. Um, Halloween Halloween Kills, the sequel to 2018's Halloween reboot. That would have come out a week or so ago, I believe, or two weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. So th this year hurt me uh, from a horror <laughs> perspective in, in that way, just because we didn't get Candyman or Halloween Kills, which were like the top of my horror list. Yeah, yeah I actually I actually just saw uh, a trailer, which I think I shared with you for like a horror comedy, I guess. Um, Freaky with Vince Vaughn, um, <laughs> where he's <laughs> that he's looks fantastic. So. I was like, this looks like a horror movie I might enjoy. Like, I, you know, I saw Scream. I saw I Know What You Did Last Summer, the kind of like teens, I don't know, would you call them slasher movies? You know, kind of the like late 90, early 2000 teen slashers. The, I was like, this. The self-aware slashers. Yeah. And so I feel like this could be something I could get behind, something like that, because, you know, it definitely seems like there's a comedy element there, but there's also kind of some some scary stuff. So I feel like that could be a good balance <laughs> for me personally, okay. <laughs> not like so straight actually scary. <laughs> if you want to if you want to test that. OK, so uh, Freaky is directed, I believe, by Christopher Landon, 
who is also in charge of the Happy Death Day movies. Uh, Happy Death Day okay. movies are fantastic. They are spooky, but they are also hilarious and emotional. Okay. Like I, I, I made Flip watch it this past weekend after, you know, badgering him for a long time. He finally watched it and he's like, dude, that was really, really good. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So you want to get a taste for what kind of movie Freaky will be? Watch Happy watch Death Day. Those. Okay. All right. Which Maybe. I can lend to you via movies anywhere because <laughs> that's a screen pass title. All right. We'll see. <laughs> but we'll I also see. wanted to ask you though, what what are what are your Halloween type traditions? And like what are you gonna do this year? Obviously we can't go <sighs> trick-or-treating and whatnot, so I wanna see what you usually do and what you're gonna do this year. Well, normally, I mean, you know, growing up, it was always like costumes and trick or treating and I, you know, carving pumpkins. And that's kind of what I do with my kids. Like we carved pumpkins this past weekend. Now they're old enough to enjoy that um, and actually like do some of it. (laughs) And so, you know, and normally we would get together with friends and we would all, um, go around trick-or-treating together in a big group but this year um this year yeah stupid covid um we're getting together with our neighbors because we live in kind of a a little townhouse community and so we've been seeing each other for kind of like outdoor social gatherings where we can safely maintain social distance and we wear our mask when we get close to each other and one of our neighbors set up a projector on their garage door so that (laughs) we could watch like football games or movies so we're actually planning to do kind of like a halloween we call them block parties, um, which sounds very flippant in the age of COVID. But like I said, like we're maintaining precautions and being safe and we're all smart people and following our mask mandates, et cetera, et cetera. So not parties, not yet. <laughs> so, so we're planning on doing something outside where like we can have some food and people can dress up and we might do like some kind of like scavenger hunt for the kids um, since they can't really do trick or treating, but like do either like a scavenger hunt or I was basically like Halloween egg hunt, you know, where we just like hide candy and give them flashlights and then like go find the candy (laughs) once it gets dark, (laughs) throw it out there. (laughs) So, so we're still going to, have fun um but it'll just it'll just be different this year but i mean i don't think we'd really um we we've started kind of having more of a weekly family movie night so i might try to find um something spooky but age appropriate to watch for the kids this weekend so we can also have like halloween movie because that was something like we didn't really do growing up um, it was just like trick or treating, but I think that could be something fun, especially since Halloween is on a Saturday this year. Spooky movie Friday, <sighs> and then tragic candy, yeah, <laughs> candy palooza Saturday. What about you? Are you just gonna barricade yourself inside all day with popcorn and watch horror movies like a Saturday normally? No. <laughs> uh, well, I mean. I do spooky Saturdays every Saturday. I've been doing that for the last couple of months, even before COVID yeah. started, I think. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. My, my usual Halloween thing is either go to a Halloween party or 
go watch Halloween usually at the at the Alamo Draft House. You know, something. It's either one of those two things. Uh, this year, I've been talking with my siblings because you know I, I, you know I live my by myself in my apartment, but my bu- my bubble includes my parents' house with my siblings, right? So there's the only people mm-hmm. I, I really interact with. So I was thinking we could, you know, maybe just make some jack o' lanterns or something, and have some spooky movies on in the background, or maybe play a board game. We're we're still planning nice. it, but you know, just something small like that, you know, on top of my usual spooky Saturday type of offerings. Like I mentioned, I'm gonna watch Trick or Treat this year. That's my tradition. Mm-hmm. I usually watch one of the Evil Dead's too, so I'll probably do that again. I've been watching all the Halloween Michael Myers movies all month, so <laughs> probably not one of those on Halloween. So. Yeah, something like that. We'll, we'll do something small. I'm probably going to buy a bag cool. of candy so I can still eat candy, even though I'm supposedly on a diet. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> bought two more bags of Twix today. Um, What? I don't know. <laughs> um, Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? Anyway. You did. <laughs> so, I might, I've got a couple more. I found another spooky book in my bookshelf to read today about a woman who wakes up in an asylum um, and doesn't know why she's there and says she's a per, you know, this other person and no one believes her. Da, 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 da. So, why does that sound familiar? Well, it's definitely, I'm that's sure a it's a story, story that's been told many times in different ways. Um, yep, it's so a I've trope. got that. <laughs> And then what's it called? Though? I've got it's called Asylum. Um, <laughs> Asylum was that Gothica? Uh, maybe this is definitely a Gothic-ish book. I'm looking, um, trying to figure out. There are a bunch of random. Oh, there are a lot of stories called. with that with that yeah. layout. But yeah, it reminded yeah. me of a couple. <laughs> That's cool. That sounds fun. <laughs> Yeah, so I found that, and then I have a, another book that I have checked out from the library, um, which is a more kind of like t- contemporary suspense thriller. Um, so I was like, ooh, I've got some spooky books. So I'm trying to read some spooky books this week. Um, you should show your kids Beetlejuice. <gasps> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Um, it's God, showtime. Beetlejuice. It's Do it. Sh- yeah, that is, well, I I don't... Mm, Come on, they're gonna I mean, totally laugh at you I, know when they stress your faces and Alec Baldwin saw the long nose. <laughs> it's funny, re- it's played up for laughs. I, yeah. I might have to rewatch that myself. Honestly, God, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. I used to do you no, you probably don't. Did you know that there was an animated Beetlejuice cartoon that used to be on like yeah, weekday afternoons? It. Yeah, I love cartoon so much <laughs> i watched the cartoon the first before i was aware of the movie same same i mean it's funny and the and the and the cartoon he's like this you know lovable rascal right it's like oh beetlejuice you <laughs> yeah he's just being beetlejuice but in the movie he's a sexual predator and it's like the contrast <laughs> there is like what yeah the movie is definitely a little like when i got older and watched the movie i was like oh whoa <laughs> Is but it's low. still, still, still a great. Uh, I, I, I'd say it's family adjacent. I think it's family appropriate for the most part. A little edgy. <laughs> I mean, there's like one f bomb, but overall, it's it's a light, it's a lighthearted movie. It, it, it's it's a very lighthearted movie about death, and it's played up for all the laughs. So yeah, I, I don't know, 
maybe it's a good time to introduce no. your kids to Beetle Guys, huh? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'll keep it in mind. I'll keep it in mind. Yeah. Think we might think we might start animated. Or if I did, I would maybe go for like Adam's family. Cause I love Adam's family. I mean Raul Julia, like oh. You know, I watched the new one the other night. <laughs> the oh, animated yeah, one. Yeah, the animated one with Oscar Isaac. I still haven't seen that. It's, I was really excited and then good. Mm. <laughs> it's on Hulu though, the, so I mean Okay. But my kids might like it. Um Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it is on Hulu, that. so it's easily accessible and the kids yes. will love it. I know that. Yeah. So Oh, that makes me disappointed because one, I love Oscar Isaac, and two, I love the Adams family. And that should be like a match made in heaven. But I did like though that they keep in that movie which I haven't seen, but I saw the previews for, that they keep like the original character designs, which in the Chaz Adams cartoons are more similar to that than like the movies. But I mean, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're great. (laughs) Like Gomez (laughs) is also a little short round dude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He is in the, he is in the cartoons. Yeah. Um, I will say in the new one, I don't think uh, Tish and Gomez are cousins. So that 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 movie has that going for it. I'll give you. I'll give it that. Like <laughs> man, <laughs> of all the things in 2020, that's like what I'm worried the <laughs> least about. <laughs> well, actually, you know what. We've just come full circle. We started this episode talking about the Adams family. Now we're yes. talking about the Adams yeah, family. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's clearly, clearly the Adams family is a great influence um, <laughs> on us, which it is kind of a benchmark classic. Um, oh, my God. Other- I am an idiot. I am an idiot. Show your kids Hocus Pocus. Yes, I mean that. God, I love that movie. That's a Halloween movie I love. Talk about throwbacks. But straight up Halloween movie. Speaking of throwbacks, and really we need to wrap this episode up because we've been talking for a very long time. But speaking of throwbacks that have have come back around, um, the original Witches movie based on the Roald Dahl book with Mm -hmm. uh, Angelica Houston was terrifying as a small child like that gave me nightmares and they just recently have um, like last friday or whatever there's a remake out which i've not seen yet i think it's on hbo but Mm -hmm. um i remember that i remember that movie terrifying me as a child like the witches terrifying terrifying really yes there's one point where they like transform And whenever I watched that movie, like whatever age I was, which must have been eight, maybe eight ish, um, maybe (laughs) I don't, I don't remember. Like my age is not my, I, I, I don't remember how old I was, but that moment, I still remember that moment and it frightened the crap out of me. Honestly, still does frighten the crap out of me 1990 i yeah i probably saw that movie i would have been seven years old so i probably saw that movie in the theater actually in fact i do think i saw that movie in the theater and it was scary for seven-year-old cat ray cat ray was scared of that movie (laughs) that movie terrified me (laughs) i will not be showing that to my seven-year-old children (laughs) 
an eight-year-old Adrian was watching the Exorcist. Watching that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're just kind of on two different levels. It's okay. Um, now it probably wouldn't, but I'm also 37 years old. Yeah, 37 years old. So anyway, all right. So yeah, so we've come first full circle. Um, there's something for everyone. <laughs> and I could definitely talk about like more in depth about like suspenseful horror ish books that I've read, but that will probably be another episode or something. Yeah, this so. was just like a quick little dip. The well, toe I mean, it's, in. it's gone long now. It's gone long yeah. now, but this is just like a general, <laughs> hey, let's talk about Halloween. <laughs> Not really a dissection or anything here. Other, uh, I kid you not, I could have gone on about 90s horror for a lot longer than I did. Or Michael Myers, or... <laughs> <laughs> I am very, very much holding myself back right now so I don't go full fanboy. <laughs> so, stuff to look forward to in the future as I dip my toe further in, maybe. We'll see. See how deep it goes. Dip your toe further in or hold your head underneath. Yeah, Adrian's like, you will like this. <laughs> I will hold right. your head underneath until the bubbles stop. <laughs> because that's definitely not creepy. <laughs> and on that right. pleasant image, uh, we hope you've enjoyed uh, this episode. Again, it was just a very casual, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what do you like type of thing? Uh, we got several more cool things uh, planned further down the pipeline. We're excited for this new show. Uh, there's again, we're some really, really uh, cool things in store coming up. So keep an ear out for that. Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BrainSlugPod. Uh, if you're still on the Force Fan account, we're gonna stop posting there after a bit. They're gonna be kind of dormant accounts. Yeah. So please uh, move over to BrainSlugPod. If you if you want to keep up with us, if you don't, well, you don't have to. But <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're obviously uh, a Force fan subscriber, probably more than likely. Uh, we've been, we 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 got some comments from people like, hey, they haven't listened to the last episode yet, and they're like, what what's what's brain slug? <laughs> <laughs> My husband was like, what's going on? <laughs> and I was like, oh, did I not tell you? <laughs> <laughs> apparently not <laughs> whoops <laughs> oh that's hilarious <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all in the last force fan episode we told you guys this is we're hijacking yeah. the, the the feed for, for yeah but that's okay so yeah twitter and instagram at brainslick pod and if you want to talk horror stuff with me you can do so on instagram at blue lab pro please do i'm always on to talk spooky stuff always <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. So we hope everyone has a safe and happy Halloween. The world is mm -hmm. really scary right now, and it's not going to be any less scary for the next couple of weeks. But, you know, <laughs> we just try try the best we, we can with what we got. So, again, happy Halloween. Stay safe. Eat a lot of candy. Go vote. Watch a lot of horror. Go vote. Yes. Put on a mask. Chin up. Go do it. Stay safe and healthy. Bye-bye. Bye. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. Edited and produced by Adrian Mesa with original music composed by Felipe Rosales. And original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. 
Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved.